Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Hey, good good morning. Good morning. I was getting wrecked, getting more joy. You know, as we were, as Jay was praying and laughing over me, um, I was realizing that not everybody would probably want to be laughed over. Um, you're just not that, that place of maturity yet, but I, I'm not, I wasn't trying to put anybody down. I, I really do believe, though, that laughing over people is a, is a, is a form of prayer. And um, if, if it makes you uncomfortable, it's, it's possible you, you're, you're still learning what joy and laughter is. And, and um, there's no, no condemnation. I'm still learning for, the, for, for everything. In fact, as he was praying over me, I, I was, he was saying freedom too. And, and I'm like, man, I've been saved for a while, but Lord, I, I, I am still exploring what freedom is. And, and the Lord showed me just, just right then. I'm sure he showed you guys some cool stuff, but he just, he showed me that, Jesse, you're, you're in the land of freedom and there's places you've yet to go. Freedom isn't like, a, it's not just like I've arrived, I'm free. Now, granted, Christ did everything he needed to do to get you free. There's nothing else he has to do to finish the work. It's been finished. But there's a, for you, for you to experience what he bought and paid for, it might, it, it'll take some maturing. It'll take some adventuring. It'll take some traveling. Right? I want to go to New Zealand someday. It's an island. It's, 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 it's finite. But it's going to take a while for me to get around that island and, and, and find all the little fun little places, the Hobbit Village and the other places. I, freedom is like that, I believe. I'm sure it's way bigger than I'm talking about. But I, he showed me a picture of freedom. It was Jesse. Freedom is something you explore. And so I want to encourage you. There's a journey that he's taking you on, exploring your freedom. Come on. Amen. That wasn't the message. Um, Praise the Lord. <laughs> Coming to pray. I'm so messed up. Lord, I, I, I pray we never get unmessed up by your worship and praise, Father. I pray, God, that your joy is an, is an, is an unending adventure, God. I pray that freedom in every area is more than freedom from addiction and fear and limitations, God, but freedom into the, into the possibilities of what you would do with our lives, God, given over to you, Father. Father, I, I, just, I pray for everyone here right now, God, that they would be so on fire that they would be, uh, they would, they would be in some respect, like the apostles were feared. There was a fear that came over the city because of the apostles. And I pray that there would be a fear over the city, God, as they look at us Christians and they would be in awe and wonder at the freedom that we walk in, the light that we carry, God. I pray for every single person here that there would be no lukewarm Christianity, God. There would be no lukewarm call to the Father. There would be no dipping our toe into the waters of the pool, God, that we would be diving headfirst in. And the rest of the world, God, would see us not as a dimmed light, God, but a bright and shining light, a light that is worth chasing and being drawn into, God. And I pray, Father, I prophesy that if you're here and you're part of this church, that you are a part of a growing and ever-increasing light of the Lord. And then I I pray that we would impact this city, God. I pray that we would draw the world to, our, to you, Jesus, as we bright and shine ourselves, God, as we, as we, as we pour out our light. That, that is only the source, is only you, God. 
<laughs> Father, set us on fire so the world can watch us burn. And they would have a reason to know you, God. And Father, help me today preach. Amen. 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 <laughs> well, I'm more messed up now. <laughs> ah, God, pray for me. Okay, we're going to, one quick announcement, a couple things. One, um, you can go now if you want, but, um, uh, but sometime uh, on Sundays, we're going to do this for uh, at least a few more weeks at least. There's a coffee shop right over here called Buenas. It's run by our good friend Beto and a bunch of his people. And um, yay, Jake's here. And, um, and, and they're, they're, they're amazing. They, they make really good. They have a drink called a dirty horchata. You should try it. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but, on, but we want to promote them and we want to encourage you guys to go get some stuff from us. So we're doing, anything you get, we're going to have a dollar off every purchase. So uh, I think it's every drink actually. So if you buy a couple of drinks, it's a dollar off. And we're just going to sew into them after we're all done. So the church will just cover that dollar. But we want you to just be encouraged to go get something. So today we have lunch right after church. Say yay. yay. We did this before and the kids just run around and play while the adults get to eat and hang out. It's beautiful. Um, so that'll be right after church. Get a, a, a cold, iced, dirty horchata. <laughs> that's, that's, sounds wrong to say it. I don't know why. Um, but but get a, better get a good drink there. Um, Are you praying for me? Um, And then we have, afterwards, we have something called uh, uh, prophetic booths. How many of you guys have never heard what a prophetic booth is? It's kind of a weird thing to say if you've never heard it before. Really, what we're going to be doing right after church, it's powerful. So if you haven't seen our our Instagram or Facebook, um, right afterwards, we're going to have multiple stations set up around this area in the shade. And um, and there's going to be two to three people that are waiting for you to sit down and get a word from the Lord. Now, we do a lot of prayer up front. We have a prayer team. They're fantastic. They, they hear from the Lord for you. And if you need a word, any other Sunday, that's, that's available. These things are a little bit different in the fact that they're going to, two to three people are going to sit there and they're going to, for like five to eight minutes, they're going to ask God what he wants to say to you. And I've had this done multiple times, and, and I record it on my phone, so you can too. And every time, it's life-changing, because they're like, they're in the flow, okay? They're in the flow. They're just listening to God for an hour for people. And so there's, it's just coming. And so you could just sit down and just be like, whoa! And, just, and so I promise you, if you have time to hang out, um, make time for that. It'll, it'll, it'll invest in your life. And um, I, I promise you, I, I preached about going into this next season with, with words from the Lord. And, and so this is, this is a great way to find out what he's saying. Um, honestly, we don't manipulate God into speaking, but he's always speaking. He is all, he's the word, right? He has thoughts for you that outnumber the sands on the shoreline, right? And so can, we're just tapping into a couple of those, just a couple. And so we're going to do that this morning. So um, Michael Wallace is, is heading it up. God bless that man. He's going to, he's, so you have to actually get a number. Um, so it's in order, right? Everything be done in order. <laughs> and so while we eat and hang out, they're going to call out numbers. Um, and that's how you'll know to jump into one of these seats because it, there's, it's going to take a little while to get through all you guys. But I encourage you guys, we, we really want to sow into your lives. This will change your life. I promise. Okay. And we'll tell you more. We'll repeat this all, right? Okay. 
Um, but whoever you need to text, tell them you won't be coming. Uh, I've, got, I've got to get my life changed again. All right, so you can do that now. Um, and then next Sunday, if you haven't heard yet, we're going back into the building. All right, amen, amen. If you love being outside, I'm so glad you got to be outside. Uh, but uh, but I'll tell you, I'm, I'm excited. We honestly just, we literally changed out our whole sound system. Somebody came in, bought our system, and, and bought and paid for a whole new sound system to come in. It was good before. It's incredible now. So there's no holes. There's no dead spots in the whole room. It's amazing. Anyway, that's just something to look forward to. And as a worshiper, I like, I love the electric guitar. I love the bass player. I love the keyboard player. And as you know, we can't do electric guitars here. So I get kind of excited about going back into a building. If you don't, I encourage you to stay out here and worship, all right? <laughs> I'm serious. You're powerful. You're not a victim of going into a building. All right. All right. Come on. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to jump in and I'm going to, I'm going to, Oh, yeah, I didn't say that. I, <laughs> I'm blessed to have great people around me. Um, next, next Sunday, we're going to do 9 and 11 um, because we actually have some restrictions we have to honor for the conditional use permit. So everybody say 9. nine. Say 11. 11. Say, I'll go to one of those. Amen. I don't know which one you're going to go to, but um, find your friends and make sure you land in the same one. All right. Hey, we're going we're gonna to jump into a, a message here, and I, what time is it? I don't even know what time, I'll get my phone out. It's 10. All right, thank you guys. Um, we're going to jump into a message. I, I've been preaching, uh, I haven't been preaching for a little bit, just got off vacation. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. It's good to be rested. I wasn't tired. Um, <laughs> I wasn't tired. I wasn't tired. If I get tired, I'm doing something wrong. Um, uh, you know, I love, Dan Mola used to say, you'll never drink from my cup. You'll never, you'll never get to my cup. I'm always overflowing. So you'll never reach my cup. If you, if you drink from my cup, I'm already behind. And so uh, I, I do my best. I do my best. I'm not perfect, but I do my best to overflow so that no one ever runs me dry or no situation or circumstance. So, um, we just, we, we got to take a vacation, and I was, it was a really good one. Um, but we've been, before I left, we, we talked about, um, one, I talked to, um, like maybe a month and a half ago of increasing, that God wants to increase in the world, that he, he himself wants to expand the kingdom. He wants to spread out these tent pegs. And so we, we are called to increase in this world. Um, I, I also agree that he can increase, and, and our, our flesh and our, all of our other things can decrease. I get that. Um, I also talked about being prepared for this next season. How many of you guys know we've got a season coming up called elections? <laughs> Do you guys remember what it was like in 2016? Do you remember that? Or 15, the November? Yeah, I remember. I was there. <laughs> I, we, I was a pastor in that time too. And it was, no, actually we weren't. Home church. That's where we're still in home group. But, you know, th we're coming into a very interesting, uh, for some people, very scary. Heck, right now. Right now, there is lots of opportunities to give into places of fear, manipulation, control. And, I, and I'm not even talking about the normal places. I just mean the enemy. The enemy is, is after 
fear, manipulation, control in any area of your life. It doesn't have to be mask wearing. It doesn't have to be COVID. It could literally be your job. It could be any area. And man, when I, th- when, um, when I think about where this church needs to go in this next season, I feel like we need to press deeper into unity a- a- as one body going after God's mission. See, God, he, although the, 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 although the battles rage on earth, he hasn't changed. Although everything feels like it's shifting and shaking around us, he hasn't changed. He still has a mission for us. And I want to talk about that mission because if there's one thing I've known, um, I, I was in the military for nine years, and there's something about being unified under a mission that, that focuses your plan. It focuses what you're doing. And, and it, it's... it's it, I, I've been used to, I was on a ship for eight months, and there's nothing that brings you closer to people than, than suffering together. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen that? Like, man, this is horrible, but at least we're together. And there's like, it, it brings you together. And so suffering on a ship and in a, in a, on, a, on a bed that has the next person sleeping six inches from you, like, there's nothing that says we're in this together as if... <laughs> And so, and cold showers and, and uh, not seeing your family for eight months. Like, I tell you, there's, a, there's something about being on mission together that solidifies what we're doing, all right? And so I want to talk about mission, but what I want to I talk about is that we are all on a mission. Say, I'm on a mission. On a mission. Say, I'm on a mission right now. Say, God has a mission for me. So we're going we're gonna to talk about mission because we're going into an interesting storm. And you know, I, there's a really cool quote that says, it says this. It says, some people change it around, but I, but I think I've got the original. It says, fate whispers to the warrior, you cannot withstand the storm. The warrior whispers back, I am the storm. And I felt like, man, I think it's legal for us to grab a hold of that as Christians. I think it's legal that the enemy wants us to fear a storm coming. But I think the Lord says, I'm the storm. I think the Lord says, listen, I, I am coming. And I am, I am the storm that is actually going to create stability. He's a storm that's going to create truth and justice and mercy on the earth. And so as, as we walk into this storm, I, I think it's legal. Let's shift this thing. Uh, we are not of this world. We're not of the, the flesh. We are actually spiritual beings. So we walk around and we see stuff being shaken and we come in like a storm. Setting everything as it should be. And so I'm excited about this. We're going to talk about mission. So we're in a battle. We're in a battle right now. If you didn't know we're in a battle, if you don't like talking about the devil, that's okay. He's talking about you. Um, <laughs> and you don't have to talk about him. I'm not saying you have to, but to not know that there's a real battle is, is, is just ignorant. Yeah. It's ignorant. And, and there's, there's, there's people that don't want to believe there's a battle, and it's like they got their head in the sand. And we can say, joy, 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 and, and, and ignore that there's a real battle for life and death out there. There's a, there's, there's a real devil, and he really wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And I won't get into how evil he is, but he hasn't changed his plans in thousands of years. He hasn't changed. So remember the, the, the horrible atrocities we heard about in like the Middle Ages and the torture and the wars and the battles and the, and the slaughter? That was the devil. 
He's the same devil. He's still killing and destroying. We've just westernized our thinking out of it. And so I'm not, I don't wanna, I'm not gonna spend any more time talking about him except the fact that there's a real battle right now. Now, I believe our greatest weapon is joy, joy, joy. Our greatest weapon is the joy of the Lord, the salvation that was, the, the joy set before Christ was, he, he endured all of that because he knew he was actually putting an end to this battle. He's already won the battle. We know that there is a battle and we know who wins, right? Who, win the, who, won, who won the battle? Jesus, come on. Who's inside of us? Jesus. I think let's be done. No, so. So there's something that happens when we go to battle together in unity on a mission. When we forget, when we forget that we're on a mission in this world, we get lackadaisical. We get, we get, um, we get complacent. And when you get complacent, you, 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 let, you, you take your eyes off of the prize, right? Can you imagine, uh, you imagine a track race runner is, is, you know, gets on the start and he takes off and he's got all the runners around him and then he, he, sees, a, he sees some friends over here that are watching him and he's, he stops the race, goes over and hangs out with his buddies while everybody else is running the race and, and he's out here on the side getting distracted. And so I want to talk about running this race, running the battle together. Turn with me to uh, uh, was it 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel 11. We're going to talk about one of my favorite heroes of the Bible. He didn't do everything perfect. But I appreciate him. Talk about King David. We're going to read some scripture here. So if you can, get your word out. I'm reading NASB if you care to follow along. But you're happy to do whatever translation you want. You guys ready? 2 Samuel 11, verse 1. Remember Banning Leaps, she used to tell his youth group, uh, going to church without your Bible is like going on a date without a girl. Or a <laughs> I like that. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, verse 1, chapter 11, verse 1. It says, Then it happened in the spring at the time when kings go out to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the sons of Ammon and, and besieged Rabbah. Don't judge me. But David stayed at Jerusalem. Say, David stayed behind. David stayed behind. In, a In a time when kings go out to battle. See, there was a battle. There was a mission. David knew because he was a man of war. Verse 2, now when evening came, David arose from his bed and walked around on the roof of the king's house, his house. And from the roof, he saw a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful in appearance. So David sent and inquired about the woman. And one said, is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Well, David sent messengers and took her. And when she came to him, he lay with her. And when she had purified herself from her uncleanness, she returned to her house. The woman conceived, and she sent and told David and said, Oops, I'm pregnant. Then David sent, jo uh, sent Joab saying, well, let's pause here for a second. So let's just, just recognize what's happening here, right? David, in a time when he was supposed to be going to war, he stayed back 
I don't know why he stayed back. It doesn't really say. We're going to get to that a little bit. Some conjectures, I think. But in that, he was distracted. Everybody say distracted. distracted. And he was, he, was, he was not concerned about the mission that he was supposed to be on. And so he was on a different mission, wasn't he? He was, he was on his own program. I don't know what that was, but it was not the mission that God had for him. In a time when kings go to war, David stayed back. Verse 6, then David sent to Joab saying, send me Uriah the Hittite. So Joab sent Uriah to David. When Uriah came to him, David asked concerning the welfare of Joab and the people and the state of the war. Then David said to Uriah, go down to your house and wash your feet. And Uriah went out of the king's house and, um, and a and a present from the king was sent out to him, sent out after him. This is, I want you to just understand like the, the, the deception that's happening here. I want you to understand where David has fallen from and to. What, he's literally putting a plan into place to serve his own, his own, uh, what is it? His own lie. Yeah, he, he's serving this. He's trying to keep this lie alive. How many of you guys have ever done something wrong? You tried to not get exposed. And so you did everything you could. And he just got deeper and deeper and deeper, right? Okay. <laughs> Verse nine, but Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his Lord and did not go down to his house. This is an interesting, this is an interesting part because we're literally looking at two men here, aren't we? One of them was supposed to be on a mission and he's not. Then you have Uriah who is very much on mission. He's very much in the battle, fighting, okay? He gets called back. And although David is trying to get him off of his mission, David is trying to get him to disobey the call in his life, to stay back. And, what, what, and Uriah, man, you got to love this dude's heart. He's just, he will not be moved from what he is called to do in the season. He will not be, not even by the king himself, now, verse 10, now when David, now when they told David, saying, Uriah did not go down to his house, David, David said to Uriah, have you not come from a journey? Come here, buddy. Like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about the battle. It takes care of itself. Just come on over here. And he said, David said, why did you not go down to your house? And Uriah, come on, man of God. Uriah said to David, the ark and Israel and Judah are staying in temporary shelters. And my Lord Joab and the servants of my Lord are camping in the open field. Shall I then go to my house to eat and to drink and to lie with my wife? By your life and the life of your soul, I will not do this thing. Wow, that's conviction. That's conviction. You ever get convicted that you're off of a mission? You ever get convicted that you've fallen a little bit to the side of the path? Man, Uriah, he's getting it. Then David said to Uriah, <laughs> he's not giving up. Stay here today also, and tomorrow I will let you go. So Uriah, try, have another chance, right? So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and, and the next. Now David called him and ate and drank before him, and he made him drunk. And in the evening, he went out to lie in his bed with the Lord's servants, but he did not go down to his house. Man, I, I, I don't think Uriah has been celebrated enough in the Bible. But this is a powerful moment. This is, he is not, a, he's not a, a supporting actor in this story. This is his story. This is a story about a man that, that all the temptation around him, all the other things that could get him sidetracked, was thrown at him by all the right people. 
This could even be a story about a place of favor that you might be offered up to and you're called to say no. Isn't that a neat, isn't that a neat, a neat thought? Like this could be a message about, about what's it look like when favor comes to you, but God says, don't take it. When opportunities come, don't take it. You're on a mission. Some of you guys are on a mission right now, and you're tired, and you're exhausted. You've been battling, and in comes somebody else that says, hey, why don't you sit down, have a drink with me, take a break from that. And you might be, you might be, <laughs> you might be tempted because you're tired. But maybe the Lord is saying, no, no, you're on, a, you're on a mission. And if you need me to overflow you more, we can talk about that. But you're on a mission. Okay, let's keep going. That wasn't my message, but I like that. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit. So the, the story continues where basically David can't get Uriah to do this. So David actually sends to his general, Joab, and says, put Put Uriah the Hittite on the front lines. And then in the heart, where you know the, the, the enemy has great soldiers. And then what I want you to do is I want you to pull back everybody but Uriah. So that you're, and, and that's it. And so Uriah obviously falls, okay? You, David then tries to cover this whole thing up by, by, uh, by um, that's right, sorry, just blanking. My mind went somewhere squirrel. <laughs> he tries to cover this all up by, by then saying, you know, I'm going to sleep with Bathsheba and I'm going to make this all right. And I'm going to make, I'm going to give her a son because her, all that stuff tries to cover it up. Then Nathan, the prophet comes to him and he starts saying this stuff. And I'm going to read this too. If you I, I like reading scripture. This is just a powerful story. I really felt like this story was going to speak to some of us this morning. So if it didn't, if this main point isn't what nails you, I believe God's going to keep speaking to you. So the Lord talks to, the Lord sends Nathan to David. Sorry, uh, chapter 12. Chapter 12, verse 1. Then the Lord sent Nathan to David, and he came to him. And, there, and, and basically, Nathan then conveys to him a story, a parable, about these two men, a rich man and a poor man, and how the rich man steals a sheep for, for uh, the best sheep of this poor man and gives it to this traveler. That's not the point. And, but David, David, rightly says, well, this rich man that stole the sheep and, and, and put this poor man out, he should be killed. In fact, David, David says in verse 5, the, uh, then David's anger burned greatly against the man. He said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, surely the man who must, uh, has done this deserves to die. He must make restitution for the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and had no compassion. Then Nathan says to David, you are the man. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, it is I who anointed you king over Israel, and it is I who delivered you from the hand of Saul. Remember, this is God speaking to David. This is, I have done all these things for you, David. I have done all, I have been with you. I also gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your care. And I gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that had not had been too little, if that had not been enough, I would have added to you more things like these. Man. See, David walked through this whole thing. He was supposed to be on mission. He was supposed to be, he was supposed to be in a battle in a season when kings, David, was supposed to be a battle. He took a break from it. I don't know why. He was tired. Maybe he was bored. You know what I think it was? There's a few reasons I think that David got off his mission. I believe one of those reasons... Well, it doesn't say this, but I, I can imagine he might have been tired. 
It's likely he's been, he's, a, he's been, he's literally raised an army of mighty men. He might be tired. I don't know. One of the other things it does say in here, it says that, I believe it says that as, as God spoke to David, it says, I gave you all these things and it wasn't enough. I believe David, I think one of the reasons we get off of mission is that we forget all this. We don't celebrate and we're not thankful beings. We're not thankful for what we have around us. And so we, we get sidetracked and we think there's something else better for us. There's a different mission for me. There's got to be a different mission. I've been on this mission for two, three years. But I believe that it, it, even in this, God said, I gave you all this stuff and it wasn't enough. David wanted more. And he, and he was not satisfied. And I believe that as soon as we stop becoming satisfied with all that God has given us, we, we, we fall in danger of going to get it for ourselves. And in that, we will step off of our mission. We'll step out of unity with God and what he's doing. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I think there's a point of being fully satisfied and yet, God, I want more. But I want more of you. I don't want more of my neighbor's wife. I don't want more of my neighbor's house. I don't want more of my neighbor's uh, money, uh, calling, uh, uh, you name it. We ha- we've done it, right? So this the idea of envy, this idea of not enough, of not having a thankful heart can take us off of mission. What, what are you called to celebrate in this season? What are you called to be thankful? What are you called to magnify in your heart? Don't magnify what your neighbor has. Magnify what God has given you. I think it's also stunning, stunning. I'd never seen this before, but I think it's stunning that even that God said, if this wasn't enough for you, I would have given you more. Wow. Isn't that cool? That's the father that we have. Wow. That even if you don't think what you have is enough, he's still willing to give you more. <laughs> That's mind-blowing to me. This is David, had everything. And God still said, if it wasn't enough for you, David, I would have got you more. I would have got you more of that. More houses? You want more houses? I'll get you more houses. Just be on mission. You want more women? I'll get you more. I don't know. I don't, actually, I don't know. <laughs> Different culture. All right, so. <laughs> Let's just not record that. All right, sorry. <laughs> My mind goes places. All right. But isn't that, isn't that stunning? You don't have an excuse to be off of the mission he has in front of you. There is no excuse. If you don't think you have enough for where you're going, ask for more. I don't even think that, I don't even think it's about what, not knowing you have enough. I think it's not knowing what you have. And so I don't think you'll ever have to ask for more. I think God will be like, sure, I'll give you more. Open your eyes a little wider. You had more than you thought you had. You want more freedom? Yeah, yeah. Just walk a little further. You want more faith? Pray for a couple more people. I promise you it'll start working. All right. <laughs> Let's turn to 2 Timothy 2.4. And, and I'm just going to read one scripture from it. So if you don't want to go, that's fine. 2 Timothy 2.4 says, A soldier, this is Paul talking to Timothy, one of his disciples, and he says this to Timothy, who, who you got to believe Paul was on a mission. He says to Timothy, a soldier refrains from entangling himself in civilian affairs in order to please the one who enlisted him. 
I'll say it again. A soldier refrains from entangling himself in civilian affairs in order to please the one who enlisted him. This is where it kind of comes back to that uh, we're in a battle. You guys are, what's that, what's that kid song? I never sang it, but I, I've heard it. Like, you know, I'm in the Lord's army. I'm in the Lord's army. Um, I may not be a, what? I may not march in the infantry and yeah, all that stuff, right? <laughs> we, our, our kids love that, right? They're like, I'm in the army. Get a sword out, and, right? And let's shoot some devils, you know? Somehow we westernize this thing that we're just doing a nine-to-five job and raising our family and doing dance classes with our kids and, and, uh, going and doing, you know, sailing lessons or whatever, right? But you're a soldier. You're in the army. You've been enlisted. It's very clear here. You're running a race. You don't run the race to not win. You run the race because there's a prize, there's a real race we're running. And if you don't like the word of soldier and battle, how about just this? What if your battle was to get, to get deeper into the heart of God? What if your mission was to be more intimate with the one who's intimate with you? What if that was your mission? Some of you guys are like, no, I need a devil. <laughs> There's lots for you to go get, by the way. <laughs> to bring this into today's context, what are some things can you think of that would, that would sidetrack you into civilian affairs, into the world's affairs. What are some things that might sidetrack you? Start calling them out. What do you think? Any we got some ideas? Social media, entertainment, loss of a loved one. Whoa. Jesus did say, right, that the dead bury their dead, although there's value in, I get it. All right. What was it? Politics. Yep, that'll do it. What else? Anything else? Sin? Yep. Food? Food. <laughs> God bless Byron. <laughs> I rebuke that in Jesus' name. <laughs> Bad food, right? Food that doesn't taste good, that'll sidetrack you every time. What else? Spousal? Addictions, yes. Addictions, spouse addictions for people in your life. Listen, there, you, you probably have your own list of things that could sidetrack you, right? But, you know, all this, all this stuff being stirred up is to cause us to, to really be on somebody else's mission. See, if the enemy can get you off God's mission, by default, you're on his mission. If you're not on God's mission, whose mission are you on? See, if God can't kill you because you've already died, right? What's his next plan? Get you out of helping, the, helping God out, right? He'd make you ineffective. And how does he do that? He takes you out of, out of the battle. How did, how did the enemy basically make David null and void? He, he told David, why don't you stay home this one? This really isn't your battle. You've got a lot of capable people. They know how to do it. You did a good job raising them. Why don't you hang out and stay home in that lounge chair eating some grapes? right? It's food, right? It's always back to food. <laughs> so you don't get caught staying home while God has called you to be with him on the battlefield. The safest place to be in this world is not watching Netflix. The safest place, or anything. 
The safest place to be is by his side where he's called you to be. Amen? For a lot of you guys, your battlefield is going to be, maybe it's your family. You're raising kids to be world changers, right? Maybe you're just raising them to not make your life crazy, but they're world changers. I promise. I promise they are. Maybe, you're, maybe you're, your battlefield is uh, you're a teacher in the school system. You're trying to figure out how to bring life and light into that. Maybe you're, in the, maybe you're, you're, you're a leader at your, in your office. Maybe, you're, maybe you work at Chick-fil-A or, or, or in and out and your, your battlefield is smiling to that person and bringing them Jesus. The next person comes, the next person comes, the next, and that's your battlefield. Maybe your battlefield is you're, a, uh, you're, 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 you're supposed to meet with one person in a convalescent home every week and, and, and just bring joy to that person who has nobody visiting them. Maybe your battlefield is to the one. Maybe it's to the hundred. Maybe you're supposed to be on social media. Maybe you're supposed to be a, a, a voice of truth in kindness to the world. Maybe you're called to be a political activist. Maybe you're called to feed the poor. Feed the, uh, heal the sick, raise the, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. It, it, don't get caught up that your mission looks like somebody else's. But make no mistake, if you don't know what your mission is, you're behind. If you don't know what your mission is, so I'm going to make this really simple to you, okay? I'm going to help you out. Step one of what your mission is so you're no longer behind is to walk with him, to love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. There's the beginning of your mission. It will manifest in different ways, but that's your mission. I'm going to go a few more minutes. I, I think it's important. I, I just, I love the scripture. I think scripture creates great, paints a great picture. I'm not going to read all the scripture of it. But in Nehemiah 6, it talks about a man on a mission that his mission was to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. He was on a mission, and we had, there, was, there was always something that tried to pull him off that mission. And, and uh, it, it says that in, in 6 verse, uh, verse 2, uh, Nehemiah 6 verse 2, it says, Sambal and Geshem sent me this message. Nehemiah is saying this. Come, let's meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, no. All right. But they, were, but they were planning to harm me. So I sent messages to them saying, I'm doing great work and cannot come down. Why should the work stop? Why should I get off of this mission while I leave to go down to you? And so there's, there's always going to be someone trying to call you off of mission. It might be offense. You might be offended at the people you're on mission with. Ever been offended by those people? If you hold on to that offense, it's going to pull you off of mission. Yeah, but they're the ones that are wrong. Okay. You're off of mission, though. I wanted, I wanted to say, too, that in a time when... Um, In a time coming into this, uh, this elections, my heart and prayer for our church is that the mission would not be about a politics. It wouldn't be about a race and elections. It wouldn't be about two people running for president. That's not the mission. I want you to hear this loud and clear. The mission is not a presidential race. 
You get that? The mission is for people. The mission is for souls. The mission is for love. Love is the mission. So wherever you're called to in this next, what, two, three months, make sure you don't get distracted off of your mission. Because whatever your mission is, if you get off of that mission, look out. Because you, you open yourself up to somebody else's mission. And David, that was, that's just a scary place to be. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. I think Andrew Billings came up here a few weeks ago, and he was pretty scary in that sense. <laughs> if you weren't there, look, get that on podcast. Andrew Billings, like three weeks ago, it's a message. It's a message. There's a lot of joy in that message, but it's a sharp message. And the message is, if you're not on his mission, you're on that mission. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm pressing into the Lord during this season, and I pray that you guys do too. This isn't a sweaty faith. This is a grace-filled, ooey-gooey. Uh, the, the easiness of God is in this mission. It's an easy yoke and a light burden. I find myself in your love. It's just the center. I'm gonna, <laughs> I love Jimmy. J Where's Jimmy? Is he here? Jimmy, man, I, I, you know, while you, were, while you were singing, I felt the Lord call you. I don't know if you've ever said this before. Maybe you just know it. You're a, you're a prophetic voice. You're a prophetic worshiper. Every, every tagline that comes out of your mouth, whether it happened this morning or before, it, it, they're prophetic declarations. You're a Sean Foyt in this season. You're just like, you're a Sean Foyt in this season that you are actually going to be speaking out the heart of God for not just the people right in the front row, for the people in the back row and everybody in between. And I always want to encourage you, man, those taglines, dude, every time you come up with a new one, and I'll be real, sometimes we have a hard time diving into the first six times, but, but by time 10, we're all in it, right? And, and, and don't stop. Don't stop because we're, we're, we're slow to pick up the language. It, it is God's language, and there's grace, even if it's you sing it. And you're shifting, you're shifting this church, you're shifting the whole region by your songs. And, and God just has an incredible plan for you. And like Sean Foyt, you know, he ran for, 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 uh, for um, government, and he didn't, he didn't get it. But that wasn't an oh, oh, no. <laughs> that was a, oh, yeah, we're upgrading and upgrading. And, and I think everything God has done for you in your life, any setbacks, he's prepared you and upgraded you into this, into this season. And God is going to give you even more songs. And he's going to have you even, and, and I don't know how it's going to come out. I don't even suppose, because you're such a free man. But I want to bless you in that, man. And honestly, just honor you. And we just love drinking from your fountain. It's pure. And it's from the heart of God. I just get wrecked. Come on. So I want to land with this, you guys. Why don't you stand with me? I'm going to ask you a couple questions. You may not be able to fully grab the answer, and that's okay. Some of, you, some of us process things differently. But I want to ask you the question anyway, because I think there's an activation here for you to step into. So if you need to write down the answer, I encourage that so you don't forget it. Maybe you forgot that God even said it. I want to close your eyes. I want to ask the Father who said, my sheep hear my voice. I want to ask the Father this question, God, what is my battlefield? What's my mission? What have you called me to in this season? 
What have you called me to? If you don't hear anything, my question for you is, why don't you hear anything? And maybe ask the Father, God, why can't I hear anything? He loves to answer you. He's just waiting for the right question. Another second question is, what am I called to celebrate and be thankful for in this mission? What do I need to magnify more? What am I missing, God? What am I taking for granted? There's something we've taken for granted in this season, and when we magnify and celebrate it, it will lead us deeper into the mission. And I don't want you to get caught up in this next question. This is a simple question. Don't get shameful about it, but I want to ask God, what's pulling me out of my mission right now? What's the sidetracking that's happening? What is the thing that I'm tempted to go follow? And Father, would you put a target on that thing right now and send your angels to destroy it? <laughs> God, would you come and would you take away distractions, God? Lord, would you show us how to be a, 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 a church that celebrates our victory, celebrates what's around us, God? Lord, would you, would you teach us about how to, how to stay focused on, the, on love and on the people in front of us, God? Would you teach us to stay focused, to not shrink back, to not be insecure? Would you teach us to not, to not cower, to not be afraid? Would you teach us that when we get bored, that we would press in deeper into love, that we would, deep, we would, even, we would, we would break off burdens and yokes, God, that were not ours? And Father, I, did, I pray that you would help us deal with the ultimate distraction of time that you would help us manage our time better so that we would, we would be able to do the things that are actually in our hearts and not get pulled by all the other things that time has for. Yeah. 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 Man, you guys, God is so eager. He is so eager to be on this mission with you. He's gonna do it without you. But he, he doesn't, want to do it without you. He wants to do it with you, hand in hand, as one. Father, I bless, I bless this next season, God. God, I pray that we have testimony after testimony of salvations, of, of, of healings, God, of, of, of hearts being changed, of freedom being brought into the equation, God. I pray for freedom. I pray for a, a breaking off of the yoke and oppression of governmental principalities, God, that your Holy Spirit principality would be released over the earth in this season, God. I pray for evil to be exposed, for good to, be, to triumph and vanquish over any plans of the devil across every party. We love you, God, and I, just, I, I pray for this, God, in your name. Amen. Amen. Hey, one last thing before you leave, before you kind of break up. Um, if there's, if, if, 
if you're here and you don't know Jesus, if you're here and, and, and you don't, you're, this whole thing of you know, giving your life to Jesus hasn't quite landed for you. Maybe you're, 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 you're curious about God. Maybe you think you're on a mission with him, but really you're on a mission with any spiritual being out there. Aha. I want to I say right now, today is the day for you to make a choice. Uh, give everything to him. My friend Jay says, if, if we're wrong, you've got nothing to lose. But, it, but if you're wrong, you've got everything to lose. And so if you honestly, we're going to have a prayer team come on up um, in a second. Just as soon as I'm done talking, the prayer team come on up. And um, we want to pray with you to receive Jesus into your life. If you, if you have questions about Jesus, we want to answer them. We want to pray that the Holy Spirit would grab your life and, and, and bring it into salvation, into a whole new mission. Today's the day. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.